0: hey what's going on everybody it is coach Greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel i got money hey man that's the way we do it around here we got one philosophy here and it is the free agent lifestyle we got one way and it is the free agent lifestyle right here and we doing it big time it is a slow tuesday so, everybody, go ahead and grab y'all a slow Tuesday date. Um, as you know, guys know, Tuesday, you know what I mean? It's time to get you in your rhythm. If if she must come over, go ahead and sneak her through the back door and sneak her out. Make sure the neighbors don't see you. Anyway, it is Taco Tuesday as well. Look, uh, this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I am the author of the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. It is one of the most life-changing books out there. You can get it in the links in the description box below. On Audible, or if you can read, you can get it on Amazon. All right, or you can ask your local bookstore or library if they carry the book. All right, get them on the book. Every now and then, I'll get a a, a residual from Barnes and Noble. All right, but anyway, let's get into today's show. Today's show is about a young Ukrainian woman who home wrecks. Okay, she claims she's not a home wrecker. She home wrecks um, a, a man's life over in the UK. Now we have a couple of dummies in this story all right we have a couple of dummies and we might put up a poll as to who is the biggest dummy in this story now it for some reason a lot of people will think that uh the dummy in this one is the wife all right the wife is a dumbass now when we read the story you're going to see how much of a dumbass everybody is but um but uh this is going to be one of these stories that we have to talk about because there's going to be an influx of ukrainian women coming into our countries especially here into the united states when i tell you the number you're going to be shocked and amazed if you're one of these guys that love you some eastern european women i know you guys love you some eastern european women all right and i don't mind they're a little flat-footed for me but that's that's neither here or there but uh if i was married and my wife brought in a young eastern european woman, oh yeah i would be i'd be going with her too all right a young one too all right. Come on in. You want to be my uh, you want to be my babysitter? You want to be my au pair? All right. Guess what's going to happen? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're married, never bring in another person into your marriage. This is going to be so the wife's going to play the fool up front. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. And I know our white brothers, our brothers, um, they're not our brother brothers. Brother brothers, are brother brothers. All right. Right here. All right, give me five on the black hand side. All right, but the why white brothers are brothers. You see that right there? Y'all just the brothers. brothers, 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 brothers. All right. So that's how we do it here. Um, um, you guys, you brothers love you some Eastern European women, don't y'all? All right, y'all love y'all some Eastern European women, boy. I tell you, and the reason Eastern European women came into vogue, we're gonna watch a mail order bride documentary, and we're also gonna talk about monogamy today. We're going to talk about monogamy, pros and cons of monogamy. I'm not a fan of monogamy, but, you know, there are cons to monogamy. But we're going to talk about some of these people who say they're monogamous and they're not. We're going to break it down as only I can teach it. All right. I think monogamous people are hypocrites, but that's neither here nor there. I don't want to give you too much of a preview. But y'all love some Eastern European women. And they came into vogue somewhere around the late 70s, early 80s, when the um, heroin chic models, you know, these tall amazonian models long legs mile long legs you know the woman with the perfect butt uh, syndrome came along and um you know european our, our brothers they love them flat-backed right and there's no better flat-backed people than europeans you know what i mean love like, you go to you go to finland norway Sweden, Sweden, iceland you go over there um and they brought all of these models over and put them in swimsuits and they were exotic looking women right they had kind of like a facial symmetry that you could not find common here in the United States. Right. And so they also had a propensity to be somewhat a uh, submissive. They hit you with the, Oh, my name is Ivanka. I want to drink your blood, you know, that Transylvanian submissive type stuff, but y'all didn't realize, you know, so the mail order bride came up around the eighties when the skinny European model was the standard of beauty. And, um, People ran over to Eastern Europe to go get you some of them Ivankas and Catalinas and Anastasia and, you know, all of these women, right? <laughs> and Natashkas. Yeah, you went over there and ran and got you some Natashkas and all of these people over here. And y'all want to go over there with them fake peroxide blonde women. Y'all went over there and lost your mind. And you got these old men running over there going to get you some Natashkas. I want to drink your blood. Oh, sexy. Oh, daddy, daddy, Natashka, love you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Why Why do they sound like, why do my Eastern European accents sound like Dracula? Right. wisdom Vision, Vision says Eastern European women all sound like Dracula to you. <laughs> yeah. Just do a Dracula accent. All right. Oh, Natasha, love you. I want to drink your blood. You know, I don't know. <laughs> So Donald Trump was, Donald Trump defined what I'm talking about. He was an older man. He came up in his younger years, right? In his 20s, late 20s, 30s, and 40s, the the identity of the, the perfect woman to American men was the exotic European. And guess what he got? That's what, exactly what he ended up with. The exotic Slovakian, if I'm not mistaken, European. And he's the old adage of the old man who came up in the ideal now the new guys the new old men not so much we don't care about that and one thing you guys got to know about eastern european women is that uh although they do have a standard of beauty that upholds to the american standard of beauty plus exotic looking they have a a little bit exotic looking to them plus the standard of beauty right what what tends to happen is you forget that they ghetto over there Mm. (laughs) you forget they ghetto yeah, Tatiana, they be ghetto over there, man. They be out there clubbing each other with tire irons. They grow up in the hood, growing up in the hood. Yeah, boy, 1984 was the year my peers didn't know what was in store. They grow up ghetto over there. They thugging over there. All right, they grow up with very little, and they will go ahead and wreck shop over there if you don't act up. Yeah, they be growing up with tanks and war zones, man. Y'all, this is what you forget. And so you go over there, just like a lot of the travel bros, you go over there, shout out to the travel bros, you go over there and be like, oh, uh, I went over there and these women, they want to run back over to America with me. They are the equivalent, and I mean this in the nicest, sincerest way, they are the equivalent of the American ghetto people. I mean, not all of them, but many of them grow up in the equivalent of the American ghetto. The only thing they have going for them is for some reason in, in 1980 to 1990, maybe to 1994, they were the, they were the, they were the standard of beauty for American cover models. Like that's the only thing they had going for them. (laughs) But y'all ran over there and shout out to people who think I don't know. I actually used to recruit a lot in in Western and Eastern European uh, Europe when I was uh, coaching basketball. So I remember I coached for this one school who uh, the head coach recruited a lot. And so we got in contact with a lot of women from Europe. So I had coached players from Belgium, France um, at the time was Yugoslavia, but that was broken up. So it became Serbia. And uh, I had a couple of Serbian players on my team, Sweden, France, uh, Belgium. I, I probably repeating myself, Germany. Uh, yeah, so I came in contact with a lot of these young women. There was a couple of other countries I can't even remember off the top of my head, but we got a couple of those people here. And then being in Southern California, we have a great population of that community here. So like I said, I've dated Bulgarian and Lithuanian women Um, and of course they're friends because their their language is somewhat similar or meaning that, uh, sometimes they grow up learning both languages. They can speak in with Russian people. So we would hang around Russian people. And, um, there's a big population of them here. You're likely to run into them, especially if you date interracially. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an issue here coming into America. I'm going to get to the cash apps. Thank you for the early contributors, but check this out. Let me show you a map. Of what's going on here, where you guys need to pay attention to this. Where's my map? What is going on, man? Who who moved my map? Who moved my cheese? I had a map of um of numbers here. Okay, well, I guess, I guess. Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm going to share this map of um, the amount of Ukraine. And by the way, if you're on any dating app, you're already experiencing this. If you've been like on seeking, there's Ukraine, cr- Ukrainian women like crazy on seeking. But um, these are the amount of Ukrainian citizens that are fleeing. They out of there. And uh, as you can see, there's 3.8 million movement towards other European countries. There's 6,000. Take a look at this right here. There's nearly 6,000 Ukrainians approved to enter the U.S. through Biden's administration website. And the goal is to bring 100,000 people fleeing Russia, uh, the invasion, into the United States. There's a plan to bring in 100,000. Ukrainians. And and I'm going to say 80% of these are women and children, women and children. And so with that being said, the children are going to age pretty quickly. So if these are young female children, you're talking about, that's going to be another within the next five or 10 years, that's another group of people that are going to be in the United States that are going to be women. All right. So uh, with that being said, and then Biden did approve some money. I was going to talk about it, but you know, they don't want me to talk about it. He improved millions of dollars to support these people entering into the United States. So anyway, with that being said, uh, you guys know the reality of the situation here. You got Poland, almost 2.3 million uh, going in there, Russia Federation over here, and so forth and so on. So Europe is definitely, if you're in Western Europe, like the United Kingdom, uh, they're going to have a great influx of Ukrainian women there that are going to put households into this situation. Anyway. What a world we live in, man. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Hey, look, let's get into the early contributors to the show. If you want your voice to be heard, there's no Super Chat feature over here. But there is the Cash App and the PayPal feature over here. So you can let your voice be heard or just simply support the show by doing a dollar sign cash app, dollar sign CGA Live. If you want premium members content, you can go over to Locals, .locals CoachGregAdams.Locals.com if you're listening on the podcast, which I have 100,000 plus listening over on the Cash App or 100,000-plus episode views over there, however they tally it, on the podcast, which is fantastic, over a week. You can get on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com or on Patreon, Patreon.com backslash Adams I'll run that across the board right there. Um, You can get exclusive content, and we're breaking down what dating uh, coaches are afraid to break down. We're breaking down the use and prevalence of seeking arrangements, which there are new members joining. Are
1: you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> te-
0: you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Every day is freshman orientation and sophomore graduation. Every day, new women are coming over there to see if they can get a little bit of more gas money uh, from from men, and they're giving up a lot. Uh, they're doing long term damage to themselves, which is going to ba- make make it harder for them to become exclusive wives, but they're doing this out of necessity. And uh, this will open up your eyes to what the world is coming to. So I know a lot of people want to put on their blockers. And I know I know the American way. As long as you don't see it, it doesn't exist like black people. You know what I mean? You move to the suburbs, you be like, shit, I don't see no black people here. You don't, they don't exist. Right. Mm. Where they at, though? <laughs> Y'all move to all these places, Wyoming, Montana, what black people? If you don't see them, it don't exist. If the ghetto's not in your area, it don't exist. If police brutality's not in your area, it don't exist. Uh, just the same as homeless people, just the same as drug addicts and people walking around with crazy amounts of mental illness, many of it contributed through their use of medication very early on where they're dependent on it. Uh, there's people walking around, pooping on the sidewalk. There's people walking around here. There's girls on Seeking Arrangements. Yes, your your daughters, your nieces, your cousins, and all of them, your nephews even on there. And your uncle is definitely on it. I got money. (laughs) Your your uncle and your daddy is on it. So this is the thing that we want to do in America. As long as we're blind to it, it doesn't exist. But what I do is, since you're scared to go look over there, I look over there with you. And that is only available on Patreon and on Locals. We go over there and show you. You will see your classmates. If you're in college, you'll see your classmates on there. You'll see the girls in your neighborhood. You'll see them little straggle daggles in your neighborhood on there. Getting clapped out and papped out. Shout out to Quarantino, the God. Getting papped out by old men. For a couple of ducats. Now, again, people will say, well, they don't stay too long and they try it. Some of them try it and they try it one or two times and then they do what? They come back and then they're they're like you. What happened? Where did all the men They come back and integrate themselves into the regular marketplace. But previously, that's what they were doing. They were showing me their feet. Here comes the bankroll.
1: Coming, Here
0: it comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen? This is make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First then would come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect.
1: I want some ads. Uncle.
0: Damn the respect! I want you to break down like a twelve gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What to who? You Ka don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting up to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Shout out to Uncle Earl. He says she. I feel you on that. By the way, we're gonna talk about monogamy later on. Jay says Eastern. And Latin XXs put Western women to shame. Well, that's going to be, uh, yeah, I think, oh gosh, dude, I don't even want to get too sidetracked on Western women because then they're going to say I'm doing hate speech. But uh, let's just tell you guys, man, I don't know what you guys are doing, wasting your time with Western women. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, there's too many damn options out here in life. You guys are really rolling the dice for no reason. Mr. Gourmet, best part of the day is CGA, Coach Gang for Life. Shout out to you, Mr. Gourmet. Simon Small is back in the building again, as he always does. And shout out to Robert Harley. He says, we in here to learn, Coach. We're going to give you some eye-opening information here later on in the show for sure when we talk about monogamy. Who benefits the most from monogamy? Why is monogamy a rule? We're going to break it down. We're going to look in the Bible at monogamy and polygyny. We're going to look at the prevalence of polygyny or polyamory or poly um, uh, and uh, polygamy around the world. We're going to give you the real deal here, what the media is not going to tell you about. You guys were raised um, to believe in one man, one woman. Is that the best way? We're going to talk about the pros and cons. And you Bible thumpers, we're going to get you too. We're going to get you, too, because y'all all want to lean on that Bible. Y'all want to thump your Bible and say your prayers, and it don't get you anywhere. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Adams 316. All right, but um, soon as y'all want to thump that Bible, then I start telling you about these other scriptures, and y'all be. I start convicting you. I start convicting you and say, okay, you follow that, but do you follow this? The lukewarm Christian's going to be mad at me. All right, shout out to the lukewarm Christians out here. All right, I like, like, you know, I grew up in the church. I know y'all, so don't act like I don't know y'all. Y'all be lukewarm as hell. You ever drink, you ever get some lukewarm-ass water? What the hell? I can't do nothing with this. I like my Christians hot. I like it steaming. I like it boiling, boiling hot, scalding. That's how you are. If you ain't like that, you ain't no Christian. All right, I want hellfire and brimstone. I want I want it like the dragon jumping up in the Mario pit, uh, spitting out fire. That's how I want my Christians. Y'all fake, y'all fake ones, man. Y'all be cherry picking, cherry picking the Bible, cherry pickers. But we gonna we gonna deal with y'all later. We gonna deal with y'all later. Shout out to uh, the actual King Smith. I joined the plantation for a European Kaylee shout out to you hey and that's you uh you think you would but um I don't know it, it, it's difficult with it's difficult it ain't the same who else we got in here uh last couple of uh boobs says great show last night thank you man Harold L says what's up with your playbacks it's really annoying um they're telling me they fixed it oh we fixed it they keep emailing me they fixed it I don't know. Did they fix the playbacks? I have no idea because I don't watch it on. I'm always wired when I watch it. So the playback's good or not. So I can report back to them today. XL Pro Services says good show topic. All right. So uh, we do have some earlier PayPals. I want to get them done and acknowledge them. Oh, we got a sponsor today. Shout out to Moose Hefner. He says my female co-worker had dental surgery and told us that uh, her talking would be limited. And that her husband loves it. I said, wow, coach was right again. All right, Moose Eppler nail on the head. Uh, what they tell you about marriage is absolutely um, not true. Most people, uh, most married people are lying to you. They're lying to you. They're selling you a dream. All right, Billy the Kid says, I don't care what shade of skin, coach. The wall is undefeated. It definitely is. I mean, listen, it, it's the wall was never about looks. I just want you guys to know. The wall was invented. By doctors to tell you biologically where you stood and what chances you stood by what age. The wall has always been about biology. And somehow in this space, we did convert it to looks, which you can convert it to looks. You can convert the conversation to looks and say, women age worse than men over time. Partly true, right? There are some men that don't age well, and they don't take care of themselves, and the women will point that out. What about these old men? What about Val Kilmer? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, Val Kilmer looked goofy now, you know, but he didn't need to look good. He had money. I got money. He still was probably slaying the beast. Okay. So yeah, there are examples of men that don't age very well, and older women know this when they're in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, when they go, they can't date older men. If they're active and they keep themselves up, they can't date older men because older men have age, right? But um, the standard of, 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 of mate selection for men has never been beauty. So it's almost irrelevant. Not all, not all the time, but it's irrelevant. If a man has enough money, he'll be in better shape and he'll be able to mate select with no problem i got money so that's my that's my response to women that say well what about when men hit the wall well first of all the wall was related to biology not looks but then when you include looks more likely than not women are going to age worse than men more often than not you're always going to have an exception to the rule and number three when when it comes down to mate selection women can choose on physicality but that's not of the utmost importance the other things become important so hence. The wall conversation is never just about looks. It's about the other things. So let's just get it straight. This is how you got. This is why you guys need to learn about what's going on. right. You guys just say, well, there's a lot of balding, out of shape, fat old man that looked pregnant. Okay. Yeah. And Bill Gates. And I bet you he was. Well, let's not get into what Bill Gates was doing. (laughs) right. Because we know Bill Gates was smashing underage girls. All right. That's allegedly, by the way. Somebody said he had throat cancer and whatnot. So there you go. But, you know, I don't let people dodge all the excuses. But, yeah. Uh, Last one with a co-sponsorship and we're going to get on to the show. Turnpike Tyrone got me a Ukrainian in my rotation. She has all her papers, but this story is 100 percent true. She got she's got one trying to get all uh, over here at all costs. So he says she's got a friend that are trying to get over here at all costs. So here we go, guys. Buckle up your seatbelts. You have a new game in town, and it is Ukrainian women. All right, so let's get into the story. Uh, Let's get into it. There was a story about a woman named Brady. Uh, Here's the story right here. It says right here, this is how she repays me for giving her a home. Anger of the jilted mother whose partner ran off. Partner, partner, partner. So y'all weren't married, ran off with the Ukrainian refugee that lived with them for 10 days, 10 freaking days. Tony Garnett and her partner or his partner, Lorna, took in Sophia, her name Sophia, Sophia K. At the start of May, Sophia and Tony, sorry for the ads, grew closer despite Lorna and Tony's sharing a 10 year relationship. Tony has since insisted that he's fallen in love with the 22-year-old from, I don't know how to pronounce that, Lviv, 22-year-old, Lauren. 22-year-old, oh, ladies, uh, you're an idiot if you invite a 22-year-old, and I'm married to you, and we've been together for 20, uh, 10 years, and you invite a 22-year-old into my house, oh, you can bet it's over for you, <laughs> you can bet you done messed up. Lorna says she believes Sophia decided she wanted Tony ever since she arrived from the UK. So going back to turnpike Tyrone, guys, this part of the game, these women are looking for, these women are in the most desperate situation. The barbarian is literally at the gate. And when the barbarians at the gate, you full submit. All right. All bets are off. She going in and they're looking for security and safety. This is how women work. When the barbarian hits America, they're going to do the exact same thing. Here's the couple before they moved in the 22-year-old Ukrainian. So here's him. Looks like he has a tattoo tear or is that a birthmark? I can't tell. He has a tattoo on his neck. And this is the woman right here, the United Kingdom uh, woman who got left. Her name is Lorna. A jilted mother of three whose partner ran off with the Ukrainian refugee has shared her anger after she let a woman into her house. Yep. Mm. Dummy. Uh, Lorna, (laughs) Lorna Garnett says she was left heartbroken after her partner of 10 years decided to leave her for Sophia just 10 days after she moved into their house after fleeing war-torn Ukraine. Guys, they don't care about, no, look, when they're escaping Ukraine. Doesn't mean they turn off the thoughtism. Doesn't mean they turn off man-stealing and home wrecking and, and sexual nature. Remember, I did an episode in which when when the war was happening, Russia was driving tanks in and they were swiping on Tinder, and Ukrainian women were swiping on Tinder as the Russians were driving in tanks. Uh n- sexuality doesn't turn off because there's a war. Matter of fact, sexuality gets heightened during the war because people then revert back to what's necessary: food, shelter, water, air, and um sex. All right. You start mate. You must start going in trying to, oh, this is my last time. This is my last time having sex here. Or this is my last time to gather a mate. It heightens during war. And women become the spoils of war. Women are going to go with whoever wins. All right, Tony Garnett, 29, a security guard who lives in Bradford, West Yorkshire, said he had fallen in love with the Mm 22-year-old and wants to spend the rest of his life with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, ton, ton, now Tony's the dumbass. All right, both of these two deserve dumbass of the year. It says right here, Sophia, who fled the city of Lviv in western Ukraine, sorry for the pronunciation, said uh she fancied Tony as soon as she saw him, and that the pair are living their own very own love story. Yo. But speaking on this uh to the sun on Sunday, Lorna said. She believes Sophia set her sights on Anthony from the start, decided she wanted him, and she took him. She added, she didn't care about the devastation that was left behind. Everything I knew has been turned on its head in a space of two weeks. <laughs> okay. Uh again, they don't. And here's the young Ukrainian woman here, Sophia. And all her princess um in all her princess uh, don't you know um most of these princess movies you know came from these european western european uh, eastern european countries back when they had castles and kingdoms and fiefdoms all right the princess all right it says right here lorna told the newspaper she had reservations about the scheme but it felt i felt i was doing the right thing but it felt wait what but felt it, okay, sorry, give myself a nail. Lorna told the newspaper she had reservations about the scheme, but felt it was the right thing to do after seeing the terrifying situation in Ukraine on the news. So she was led by the media to take in a 22-year-old fair maiden. Um, Yeah, uh, let's go back. Who's the dumbass now? Lorna. You did th- ladies, you took this this the woman you took in? You could have took in an old maid, right? But now you took in this one. <laughs> Come on, man, are you crazy? <laughs> you set yourself up. All right? Yeah, somebody said she'd been ran through. <laughs> uh she decided she said I decided it was the right thing to do to put a roof over someone's head and help them when they were in desperate need. And this is how Sophia has repaid me for giving her a home for 10 days. The family has taken in Sophia in an effort to do their bit to help Ukrainians fleeing the the Russian invasion (laughs) invasion, with Tony telling the son he, quote, wanted to do the right thing (laughs) and that she was the first person to get in touch on Facebook when he offered a house to a refugee under the government's scheme. Sophia, who works as an IT manager. No, she don't. Mm. She flew immediately to Manchester on May 4th after waiting for a few weeks in Berlin for her UK visa to get approved. Let me tell you what she was doing in Berlin. Now, Tony's trying to play the angel here. This is this is now the young. um. Tony said he and Sophia quickly developed the connection. And while his six-year-old and three-year-old daughters also took a liking to her, her his partner of 10 years did not. All right. So, yeah, uh, look, you let this woman into your house. Immediately, you're going to realize, damn, I messed up. So here's the Ukrainian refugees here. Shout out to them. As you can see, they they, they have a couple of young girls in tow that are going to be in the next five or 10 years. They're going to be the n- new girls in town. Uh, listen, I'm just telling you what's going to happen here. Tony, who speaks Slovakian, would talk to his future lover while she spoke Ukrainian as the two languages are mutually intelligible. However, this left Lorna not understanding what they were talking about. Oh, my God, Lorna, you deserve everything you got here. Oh, my God, you letting them talk another language while you, oh, my God, boy, you asked for it. Well, we were getting on brilliantly, but at that time, it's no more than that. Although I could see why Lorna started to feel jealous and resentful of her, Tony said. As the days passed, Sophia would then join Tony at the gym. And then they would talk in the car while at home they grew physically closer. At home, I realized we were finding excuses to touch and brush against each other. It was very flirtatious. But nothing more than that happened at that stage. Nope. Although it was fairly innocent, it was causing arguments. I can understand that. He's admitting that. They were out of line. When I got in at night, Sophia would be the one who would make me a meal for me to try. So Sophia's in there. <laughs> Sophia Sophia ain't no fool, man. She in there. Cooking, cleaning. Look at me. I'm cooking and cleaning for you. Try this. I made this. Oh, boy. Lorna. What's her name? Lorna? You a fool. You are an absolute big old big mouth, big bass fool. She in there cooking. She in there cooking. Try this. Oh, I want to drink your blood. I made this Ukrainian dish. And she's pulling her hair back. Oh, I'm the fair maiden. She's wearing her crown. Oh, I made something for you to eat. Lorna watching this, she like, <laughs> oh, my God, you set yourself up. So she in there cooking when he comes home from the gym, sweating, he comes home for work. Oh, I made a wonderful meal for you. He's like, oh, my God, I've, I've landed in heaven. Here she is in her war uniform. I don't even know what that is. As the pair got closer and closer, Lorna became very jealous, Tony says and began to question why Sophia was following him around all the time. Okay, this is where Western women lose. Um, You might want to try this. See, you out here, I'm independent, and I'm strong, and I got me a job, right, right?
2: So I could focus on my career.
0: And the simplest thing got your man took. The simplest things. what men like. I know, women, you hate to hear this. We're tired of this narrative, but y'all all out here single and looking. The slightest bit of cooking, the slightest bit of care and attention, the slightest bit of, <laughs> it, it catered right to his ego and it got him. It catered right to his ego and you got it. And while, while, while your Western woman is sitting there, well, none of that matters. I don't know why she cleaning for you. I don't know why she following you around and cooking you. I would never do that. Guess what? You got left. You got left by something that, look, men want what they want. I know a lot of simps and p sitting down, single mother raised men. Well, I don't mind my woman working. Yes, I don't want my woman following me around either. There has to be a delicate balance. However, men want what they want. I want a woman to be out there working for another man. And then I got to ask that man. "Ah, I could go into that. Anyway, it says here, uh, where is it? Where did I end it off? It says here, the atmosphere was getting really bad. And Sophia told me she didn't know whether she could continue to live with us under these circumstances because uh, uh, Lorna's giving her the side eye. Lorna was never that enthusiastic about having a refugee in our home because it meant the girls had to move into one room. Did you say girls? They were going to bring in multiple girls? Oh my lord. Things came to a head after an explosive row between the women left Sophia in tears. <laughs> Damn. See, women get played, too. It left Sophia in tears, saying she no longer felt like she could, uh, she she felt that she could no longer live in the same house as Lorna. Tony said, something inside of me clicked. And he told Lorna, if she's going, I'm going. Yikes. Unbelievable. And so Sophia manipulated Lorna. Sophia ran game on all of their ass. All right. The pair then packed their bags and moved in with Tony's mother and father. Mm. Although they are looking at properties to move into after they he ain't gonna have no money to move. He yeah, uh boy. After their relationship of 10 years ended in the space of just 10 days, Tony said he feels bad and that Lorna is not to blame. Tony said she's not to blame. He says, Quote, I am so sorry for what Lorna is going through. This was not her fault. And it's uh, not anything that she did wrong. Yeah, she did. She messed up. We never set out to do this. It wasn't planned. And we didn't mean to hurt anyone. Oh, Tony, stop. Stop with the bull crap. You fell for the peace leave. Now you're a dumbass too. Did we get to Tony being a dumbass? Because he about to get finessed part two. He about to get finessed part two. Oh, so uh, all of these people are dumb. These two people are dumb. So Lorna started off dumb. And then Tony's going to be the next uh, fool. And this is why. Watch this. Let me see right here. It says Ukrainian refugee who nabbed Brit's husband said it was the wife's fault. So here she is again. And I'll just read down at the bottom of her commentary. You guys know she was there for 10 days, 10 measly days. Here's Ukrainian women right here. And men, but mostly women fleeing. So there's going to be a lot here in this country. We're talking about millions, probably in the neighborhood of damn near 10 million across the world. Here's what she says I am not a home wrecker. I never thought or planned to go into their home and take Tony from Lorna. That never crossed my mind. I liked the family. I spent a lot of time with Lorna and tried to help her, but she was two faced. Mm-hmm. Lorna knew. Lorna knew she messed up. She brought a fair maiden in. And the woman up, she up, what did it get? She showed her up. She showed her up and Lorna knew it was over. She was like, damn. And she probably was walking around with booty shorts and tank tops with no bra on, areolas poking through. Then she probably was cooking and cleaning and she was walking around barefoot. You know, she was walking around barefoot. That would have sold me right there. I would have seen her walking around with no shoes on. I would have been like, (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness what did what did she say right here i would have saw them tank top and booty shorts and no no shoes on i would have like this is a no shoes on <laughs> all right uh what does she say her constant suspicion the tension it just pushed me and tony closer together She created this situation by constantly suggesting something was going on when it wasn't. So this was her fault. So she's playing the whole you push me into his arms. You push me into his arms, which is what young women, young or dumb, young or dumb women say. So you're accusing them of cheating and you accuse them with cheating with a certain person. And then they say, Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and do it if you think I'm doing it. That, That that is the dumbest excuse in the world, right? Well, since you brought it up. And you kept bringing it up. I decided to jump on his salami. All right, so young and, young and dumb women will use that. Um, and that's that right there. That's the end of that story. So let's put up a poll here. Pause. We're going to have to come up with a new word. Who is the dummy? Who is the biggest dummy in this story? In this story. So she qualifies now for using that dumbass excuse. Uh, So we're going to say Lorna, and for all intents and purposes, we're going to say she's the wife. Uh, Tony, we're going to say he's the husband because they had two children, so they are married at that point. And then at an option, we'll say the girl, Sophia. Go ahead and uh, vote for that. Who is the biggest dummy in this story? All right, so there we go right there. You can vote. You You can vote on this one in about five seconds. Yeah, she's gaslighting now. She's trying to say, well, I didn't intend and he pushed me, and she was two-faced. So they have a problem because she's she's saying it's her fault. I'm not the home wrecker. Tony's saying it was not his wife's fault. It was his fault. And then he's going to run into a buzzsaw later on because you can't take a 22-year-old woman who's fleeing for safety and security and think you got her. Uh, let's do some cash apps, and then we'll go over mail-order brides, and talk about what Tony's future is going to look like then we're going to go over monogamy all right the myth of monogamy shout out to Kaylin Ferguson we need monogamy more than our uh more for their overall health or women's damn women need monogamy more for their overall mental health and physical health uh so you're right Kaylin. Kaylin is a um i think you're a christian or you sometimes quote bible but women Uh, And monogamy is more beneficial for them, like just on jealousy alone, because they cannot handle other they cannot handle other women in in their man's life. So women tend to be the most selfish when it comes to this monogamy thing that we're going to go over. We're going to talk about this, but they can't handle it just because they tend to not handle jealousy very well. Although they probably have dealt with men that can't handle it very well as well. All right, but men have been trained to handle it, right? All right, so I'll get to this later, but men have been trained to handle and conditioned to handle jealousy. For instance, I'll give you an example. If you ever are jealous, some women will use jealousy against you, right, to to see if you really care. So they'll use it to see if you really did care about them. They'll they'll bring up, oh, I got a work husband, or I was talking to this guy at the gym. Oh, this personal trainer at the gym, he keeps looking at me, and she wants to see how you're gonna react. Oh, come, oh, don't worry, don't worry, oh, don't worry about him. I will never leave you for him. Yeah, don't worry about my best friend. I grew up with and the homie, my homie that I went to school with. Don't worry about him, but we're gonna go out to dinner and catch up right they know good and damn well that's a violation and then when you say well what if i had a best friend that i met out she said i wouldn't care i trust you see these are things that you're conditioned to try to control your jealousy right she uses it against you and then um is a hypocrite on your on on the back end when it affects her also she also uses jealousy uh to see if you're controlling or insecure well, i'm going to go to girls nights out and go shake my ass half naked in front of drunk men and then as soon as you say, no, you're not, then you're insecure and, and, and controlling. So then not to appear insecure and controlling, okay, you go ahead and do it. I have nothing to lose here. <laughs> and then she ends up doing what? Whole hopping Oh, I, we got to go to clubs and nightclubs. i got to let my hair down. And so we're conditioned to control our jealousy. And they will use things against our ego to get us to accept whatever the hell they're about to do. <laughs> you be like, holy shit. On vice versa, there's no mechanism for that. There's no talking your way out of it. There's no shaming them. There's no controlling it insecure that you can use against them. They'll literally be like, no nah, you can no." Shout out to um, we're gonna call you Kevin W. My oldest brother. He's a brother's brother. He says got his from his uh Russian wife's divorce. I don't know what got his from his but he got his from his Russian wife divorce finalized last week. She was crazy claiming domestic violation, which is something that you guys have to know about is legal. They're going to do that and failed to get him locked up. He was smart and remained at the scene and cooperated uh, with the police. Be careful with these European women, gentlemen. Uh, The law for domestic violence of international people. I don't know. This is what Tony's going to experience. Um, He's in the U.K so I don't know if that um, if that works. but there is a law on the books, okay called um, hold on for a second. let me look it up because uh, I can't remember it, but somebody will probably type it in as I'm talking about it. Yeah, no problem man. there is the um the, the law somebody type oh yeah VAWA VAWA, VAWA. Let me show you how critical domestic violence is with immigrant women, Okay, how critical it works against you. And let me tell you, all people know, thank you, Angel Doll Photography, all women know that this exists. Also, um, uh, human trafficking laws can be used against you with immigrant women. So then they can say, hey, I was trafficked here. I'm kept here against my will. It says right here, do you guys see this? The violence against women, that the violence against women's acts creates and supports comprehensive, cost effective response to domestic violation, assault, and uh, uh dating violence and stalking. And uh, it says here, they talk about trafficking here. Um, hold on for a second, that's not what I want to show you. But typically, these women will use this because then they can get immediate green card status. They can get immediate green card status just by saying they're a victim of the domestic violation. Let me see here. I don't know if you guys know this. With or without an interview. It says right here. Here it is. This is what I want to show you. Uh, This is what I want to show you right here. Can you guys see this? Uh, this is how Tony's going to get finessed and you're going to get finessed. Green card for V.A.W. self petitioner under the federal V.A.W.A. law. You may be eligible to become a lawful permanent residence. Meaning get your green card if you are the victim of battery or extreme cruelty committed by a U.S. citizen spouse or former spouse a us citizen parent a us citizen son or daughter a lawful lawful permanent resident spouse or former spouse or a lawful permanent resident parent okay so you self petition you say hey my spouse my parent my son my daughter beat me up you immediately will can get um lawful permanent residence Lawful, permanent residence. This is how the finesse works. He said there's a special category of green card for fi- fiancés of U.S. citizens that claim they're abused. Guys, this is no game out here. You guys think it's a game. These people know this. As a matter of fact, I had a, a girl that I dated. Uh, she was from Lithuania. And she I found out she had a short-term marriage. And she said, oh, we're in court. And I didn't know anything about anything. And she was like, yeah, he was domestically violated me. He beat me or yelled at me, verbally abusive, whatever it was. And she was saying she had to meet with her lawyer. And I was like, why are you going through all of this? Just divorce him. Well, the what she was trying to get was that permanent green card because of her immigration stat. I knew nothing about it at the time. But then I learned later on when I learned about the law, I was like, that's what she was doing. She was trying to get her. So she had a short term marriage. They moved in together. They were they lived with each other for less than a month, and then she claimed, she claimed domestic violation. And then she was trying to get her permanent green card. Guys, this is no joke. Um, how it works, but people don't know. You know, men are ignorant of these things, and this is what we do here. We don't hate women. We 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 try to school you to the game. Um, you're not privy to these details when I tell you, and thank you for that one, Cavito. When we tell you the divorce is planned before the wedding, it means they instinctfully know these laws before you walk down the aisle. They've done their research. They've talked about it. Another friend hipped them to the rules. And then you come in, man, she loves me. And then you're looking like this gump right here. And then she watching you sign. And she like, green card certified. All right? Got that green card. That's what she's doing. And she says, hey, I can't lose here. Sure, I'll lose some, I'll get my heart broken. But uh, she's like, I can't lose here. She's like, if I lose, I win. Eugene Morgan, imagine having an adversary that's so formidable, they've got society to the point that you can't even talk bad about them unless it's in the form of an entertainment stream. Yep, and even when you do this, they come with, with all kind of ways where they're going to call this, whatever they want to call it, incendiary. And I'm trying to just educate you. I am only to be like, look, you know, I'm trying to protect you from these things. I don't care if all women don't do these things. All women are not going to do this. Look, are all men going to beat up women? Are all men going to cheat on women? No, but that doesn't stop them from talking about the ones that will. And it's the same thing over here. I'm not saying all women are going to do these things, but I'm saying if you don't know it, how are you going to stop the ones that will? That's all I'm saying over here. I it, it, But people don't get it. Renardo, this article is proof that like women, men are only as faithful as their options. Yes, we're going to talk about that when we talk about monogamy. Or we're going to talk about it when we talk about boring marriages. Mm. <laughs> Talk about the likelihood of monogamy. Shout out to Travis C. At the end of the show yesterday, you spoke about how you felt disgusted that women throw themselves at you when you become high value. Can you do a show on this phenomenon? I felt this way too, just like the Tupac clip. I used to be fat, now I'm a bodybuilder and the attention that I get from women now disappoints me. So yeah, we have to revisit that because I talked about it at the end of the show and I don't know if everybody understood my feelings about this, my feelings, right? Cause you're like, Hey, you're winning now. Right. But, um, when you're a guy, I never was losing with women, but I never was like, you know, ultra, ultra successful. I mean, in my own definition, I'm not, that's just my own definition, but as you're rising up and you experience that, and then you're seeing the re- reactions you're going, wow. You know, it's just like, damn, that's just disappointing. It doesn't make you happy. A weak man will be happy with this. And of course, I'm enjoying the spoils of, don't get me wrong. I'm, ex- I'm enjoying the spoils. <laughs> but as they say, don't let it go to your head. I don't let it go to my head. But we'll talk about it maybe or, uh, later today. Thank you for that. Billy the Kid says women are very competitive towards each other. A woman is more attracted to a guy who is seeing seen someone than a guy who is single. This is true as well. And so like many, uh, as I exposed to you, many women will say, I've never cheated on a man. I've never cheated in a relationship. But not many women can say they've never been the other woman. Now, that's where you got them by the short hairs. Because while they may have never cheated with another, they never cheated on their partner, they have been the other woman. They have dated married men. They have dated men that have had girlfriends. See, that's where you got them, by the short hairs. That's where you can bust up there. Well, have you ever been the other woman? He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Tia says, oh, Tia. I've never been the other woman. Here comes Tia sliding in. I I need a slide in meme. I've never been the other woman either. Tia, are you a virgin too? I suspect that you're a virgin. I also expect that you can count the amount of partners you've been with on one hand. I suspect that is coming from your lips too. What else do you want to tell me? You've never sent old men feed pictures? I know you're going to got that one too. What else do you got in your trick bag? What else you got in your trick bag? I was a virgin until I got married. What else? Mm, I've never had a one-night stand. Oh, what else you got in your trick bag? <laughs> I've never had a one-night stand. I've always, All the men that I've been with, I've been in a relationship with. What else you got? My love don't cost a thing. What else? <laughs> here co- Hey, here comes Tia. Shout out to Tia. Hey, Tia. Hey, while you're here, do me a favor. Give me this.
2: I can do some shuffling, too. Look oh, out, man. What you, what gonna, you gonna
0: do? The out, boys! is coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Tia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else you got? You know, I've never looked at pornography. All right, come on. What, what else? <laughs> Tia shuffling already this morning. Thank you, Tia. Somebody sent me feed pictures. All right, thank you for that. Uh, The dictator says, same thing happened on Shameless. I'm not sure what that is. Is that a TV show? Oh, man. BBM Young Diesel, the prophet CGA must be protected. All right, we're going to try, man. Y'all didn't protect the last dude that needed to be protected. That was a joke, by the way. Yes, it's not too early for that. Not too soon. Abel returns to Eden, cracking up over your face when you said barefoot. Oh man. You know, every man has their weakness. <laughs> every man has their weakness. You know, walking around barefoot is that's gonna be that's gonna you know yeah, I'm an easy guy. Men are easy. Let's talk about um let's see here. Where are we at here? Let's see, I gotta I gotta shrink down some of these uh tabs here. I got, to, oh, mail order bride. Here you go right here. So watch out for our brothers. Here you guys go when it comes to Eastern European women. All right, so let's go ahead and roll the film. Fair use. Louisville, Kentucky. All right, continuing. home.
1: Welcome home.
0: All right, old man got him on Natasha. A there she is, Oh, boy. ay ay ay. I think her face is on crooked. Jesus, all right. Natasha's here.
1: That you can uh, end up marrying, uh, that you can uh, raise a family with. Or what what's your what's your goes?
0: This is the pimp. This is the uh, mail order bride pimp. My girlfriend is finally lady I can marry
1: and be with with the red lights and yeah.
2: A long-term relationship with <laughs> Dave Canabel is the owner of the International Marriage Agency, A Volga Girl. A Volga Girl. Well, the
1: type of business I am is, and it's known throughout the U.S. anyway, is as a mail order bride business. Also, I was first a client of it. I met this beautiful young lady through it, and I thought if uh, she could make my dreams come true, then there's probably a lot of ladies over there that can
0: where do I start with this? I mean bro you gonna trust this woman right here bro you out of your mind you gonna they're gonna find you do if she knows anybody in America cause you know she gonna find some Russian people she knows they're gonna dice your ass up properly all right have your ass disposed of and buried in cement make uh,
1: other u s clients
0: drink country oh she <laughs> wants to drink his blood oh I mean, no damn, corncova. What happened to your tennis service? You know, give me that Jake. What in the damn. Not all the good in tennis
2: from Russia to marry Dave over 2 years ago after the two met through the agency. Come on, over 42 years old, but she probably looks about 30. She's physically physical. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Did she say she's 18? Hold up.
2: Over 2 years ago after the two met through the agency. She's 42 years old.
0: 42. So. Oh hell no. 42? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Hey, Cornacova, but you gotta go back. She's 42, but she looks 30. Mm. I'ma I'm go ahead and give you an L on that, bruh. She for she 42, but she looks 30. Nope. Yeah, she really 58 years old, bruh. I, what? probably looks about 30. She's physically fit, and she takes
1: care of herself. She don't look 30. If you look at most women her age, U.S. women her age, you know, they're probably 50 pounds overweight.
0: In Kentucky? All right, but she looked very much similar to everybody in in Miami, New York, and California and Chicago. Well, certain Chicago. She don't look no 30. Have you seen what 30-year-old women look like? They look 24. They... (laughs)
1: I love my husband and uh, my husband is in Her favorite saying for me is that every day you're more and more interesting.
0: <laughs> this dude a suck. <laughs> she done finessed this dude so bad. Oh my goodness.
2: In exchange for her new life in America, Elena has sacrificed a career and left behind friends and her daughter. So I could focus on my career.
0: If a woman leaves her kids, she really in for the finesse. She like locked in, by the way, what's your daughter doing?
1: And she's only here because it's of right. me being here. You right. know, she's not here to be in the U S if you know, we were divorced or something like that.
0: Oh dude, this dude, he messed up. She would go back to Russia.
1: No,
0: I'm not in Russia. You know, <laughs> Oh, um, see, Ah. Uh, We'll I, I think so. <laughs> he said, "If she divorces me, she going back to Russia." She said, "No, no, no, I'm not. I want to drink your blood. I'm, I'm not going back to Russia." She said, "I ain't going back." And then he was like, "Uh huh. We'll see, bitch. Bitch, we'll see." He like, "Bitch, you going back to Russia on a plane, on a one way ticket?"
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: would go back never russia. trust white dudes that tell you oh you'll do it see white dudes have a way to make sure you do it He <laughs> like uh you might want to you might think you stay in here but you going back in a box back to russia I, I know you think you're staying you're not going back to russia but one way or another you going back listen to how he said it he was like you going back <laughs> you gonna go back in a box or in some damn fl- as frosted flakes that's how you going back
1: Russia. I no, I know back in Russia. You know the way? <laughs> Who say? I, I think so. <laughs> no, I
0: don't think so. Oh, you would. Nice. Hey, white dudes when they talk through with through their teeth, smiling, never trust them. When they when they smile and talk it through their teeth, that's when you don't trust them. Oh, how you doing? Yeah, you going back. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you're going back. Uh-huh. That's when you don't trust them. In the U.S., (laughs) as many as 16,000 marriages
2: each year result from international marriage agencies. I would say that
1: 75 or 80% of our men that go there do get uh, engaged.
0: Oh, my goodness. Boy. But
1: there are some that fail.
0: Yeah, what happened to the ones that fail?
2: It's a. A third grade school teacher is preparing for a trip to Russia where he plans to propose to Olga Karayeva.
0: Sheesh. <laughs> this is who you're going to propose to? Wow. The simping can't be this bad. Unbelievable. Bruh, you can't find this where you are. In Columbus, Ohio, this is a two. A woman who he's never
2: met in person. Old sims. i just, I'm fascinated. Russian
1: women are exotic. She's uh, 15 years younger than me and she's very beautiful. Did I mention that?
2: (laughs) The couple met on the Volga Girl website when Gary saw Olga's profile and initiated contact. They have been corresponding for six months.
1: (sighs) I have watched Olga's video at least 15 times, maybe.
0: She looked better on the video than the picture, though. Maybe
1: maybe more, maybe 20 times.
0: This dude cannot get no action on Tinder. So he got to go all the way to Russia.
1: No, I can't be sure. I've watched it a lot. Привет, Olga.
2: (laughs) Olga speaks a little English, and Gary speaks only a few words in Russian. So their correspondence has been limited to translated emails and weekly phone
0: calls. Uh, That's her pimp translating the emails
2: but despite the language barrier and never having met in person gary is planning on proposing and here it is it's um this is not the
1: it's it's got a
2: diamond in it maybe uh, if
1: there's a way to make it look bigger on camera black noi. That that's what it means <laughs>
0: Well, gentlemen, (laughs) (laughs) oh, my goodness. Oh, man, I feel sorry for dudes. I feel sorry for y'all, man. What are we doing? Is is it this bad in America? Hey, American women, is it this bad? The American women, like, I don't want him anyway. Y'all can have him. ay yeah yeah, You're going to get finessed. Gentlemen, you're going to get finessed. All right, so let's get into monogamy. Let's get into this talk about monogamy. because a lot of people need to hear the real about monogamy. He said, forgive us, coach. I'm trying. Oh, let's do the poll real quick. Uh, it looks like Lorna is the biggest dummy, followed by the husband, and Sophia is the least of the dummy. It's almost 50-50 right now. He says, is it that bad here? Is it that bad? I mean, come on. It can't be that bad. That's, that's, that's terrible. I mean, we need to start figuring some things out if it's that bad. All right, let's talk about monogamy real quick. Let's talk about the monogamy. Uh, Let's see here. Let's share the screen. Uh, First and foremost, let's go ahead and close some tabs. There's a Ukrainian princess. We're going to get that out of there. Let's just first of all recognize what's going on here with the ideals of marriage and monogamy. If you look across the world, uh, polygyny, which is the marriage of multiple partners, not in a perverted way. People automatically going to think pervertedly when you bring up polygyny, like you're sharing the same bed and all of these things. These things are not, um, um, or polygamy polygyny. These things are not true, right? These are things that women typically will use to scare you and that will call you a heathen or a Christian might call you a heathen or Anglo-Saxon or a Puritan might call you a heathen for wanting multiple wives, right? But then when it comes to marriage, they will say, well, marriage isn't about sex." right? A monogamous marriage. They will say, well, like guys have argued that, well, marriage is not about sex. And then I try to argue them back in. I'm like, well, you consummate a marriage sexually and you're committing to one marital partner sexually and they don't see it. But then when you say polygamy or multiple mari- uh, uh, multiple people, they think, oh, they think automatically heathenless, right? They think about some sort of situation where you're having both partners in the bed, right? But if you look across the, the world, uh, what you will see is that the Anglo Saxons are the ones who are against polygamy, multiple partners across the world overwhelmingly, and then a little bit of the Asian countries. Across the world, um, you see that, um, wait a minute, across the world, you see that uh, most people do have uh, polygamous lifestyles, although sometimes it's legal, not everybody has them. You see here Russia, um, most of the Middle East, obviously, m- much of Africa, the continent of Africa, Africa is not a country. Uh, You have Brazil, which is legal. I don't know how many people participate in it and all of these things. And then you have these countries down here, which are the smaller Asian countries. Okay, All right. Uh, But then if you look here, who doesn't do it? You have Western Europe, Australia, which is belongs to the United Kingdom and then the former United Kingdom provinces, which were America, uh, the United States of America and Canada. All right. These are the ones that typically don't do it. Iceland, Greenland don't doesn't do it. And then these countries down here. All right. In South America. So overwhelmingly, the majority of the world does practice some sort of polygamy, polygyny or something like that. Multiple marriages. So it's not as well, not common as people would think. And here they talk about does The Bible teach truly about monogamy. And uh, they're saying here that the Bible did start off with the first man um first woman being dedicated to one man and that uh, the 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 practice of the lord was to have monogamous relationships although the old testament is riddled with stories david solomon uh king david um a lot of these men have had multiple wives but they did not portray it as a harmonious union so i will favor that a lot of people abraham a lot of these men did practice multiple wives or concubines. But the Bible never painted it really as success stories, right? Oftentimes, it was the reason for strife. Oftentimes, it was the reason for conflict. So I will say that, although it was present in the Bible, it often led to maybe a man's downfall. It led to a murder. It led to some sort of chaotic experience. It led to somebody else getting pregnant and then another woman becoming jealous, so, although there was presence of this in the Bible, it wasn't as if the Bible prescribed that as possibility. It kind of used it as a warning of something that was going to come down negatively to you, right? So, a lot of people miss that part. They will say, well, the Bible has polygamy, the Bible has concubines, but it also portrayed them as devastating experiences for these men. It says, Solomon's story in particular demonstrates the folly of taking multiple wives. King Solomon had been given everything his heart desired, God had given him wisdom beyond that of any other man, and had blessed him materially as well but God had even granted him rest uh on every side from his adversaries and misfortune however Solomon was given the highest honor of building the temple uh building the temple of the Lord yet he married multiple wives from many countries and in his old age his heart turned from the Lord because of his wife's idolatry so um this is the negativity uh that you bring in when you have multiple women just just say, just saying this when we get to monogamy uh uh, I don't, I don't advise monogamy, but I also don't advise polygamy or polygyny. I'm not in favor of neither one of them. Uh, I think it's when you invite multiple partners into your lives, you're inviting pure chaos. You're inviting pure chaos. With that being said, let's get to the lukewarm Christians real quick. I know they're gonna thump their Bible, and a lot of women will say, "Well, monogamy is the way of the Lord." All right, but however, you're gonna also uh, look at some of the ridiculous scriptures that you don't. Practice or the scriptures that you don't practice because you think they're ridiculous. All right. There's a lot of awkward scriptures just on the basis of let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as in good for building up as fit the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. You guys always miss that one. How about this one, ladies? Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. James 1 and 19. You guys forget that too. All right. You guys forget some of these other kind scriptures that you guys never want to listen to. How about this one? She lusts after her lovers whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose omissions were like those or that of a horse. Ezekiel 23 and 20. All right. All right. There's a lot of uh, things that are in the Bible that people really do miss. Do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of materials. There's a lot of scriptures that you guys duck and dodge and cherry pick from. So I don't want to hear this about the faith. <laughs> I seem to be pulling out lines out of context. The lukewarm Christians will always use that as some sort of same shaming language. Oh, yeah, it's out of context. Well, I've never heard anybody that read the Bible from front to back. All right. You guys always pull out scriptures. Stop with the damn context. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I grew up in the church. I don't want to hear the bullshit. I don't want to hear it. You guys always take scriptures out of context. They're always out of context. Nobody said, hey, I read the book from start to finish. Let me tell you what it was, and then I'll bring it all together. You all cherry pick. All right, you all cherry pick. You guys are nothing but cherry pickers. But then when it works in your favor, you want to pull out the book. When it doesn't, uh, when, when I use it against you, I'm pulling it out of context. Stop. I've been here too long. Do not try to play me for a fool. (laughs) Do not try to play me for a fool. Y'all are nobody, not not one of you guys have read it from start to finish and then within context presented a scripture. Stop. Not one of you Christians have. Not one of you. Not a single one of you. So don't tell me when I pull out scriptures, it's out of context. I cannot stand when they do that. That's one of the things that you guys need to fix. So the what, people who have, thank God. The people who haven't, y'all need to be quiet. <laughs> All right, anyway, and go see if your pastor fornicating. Let's talk about monogamy here. Now that we got it out, now we got the lukewarm Christians uh, inflamed here. 10 reasons for being monogamous and staying monogamous. There's an article here. 10 reasons for being monogamous and staying monogamous. The reason why monogamy does work, the good things about monogamy is that sometimes it ensures the people, a partner that probably could not get a partner otherwise. Meaning if you didn't have your church, you probably would not have gotten a partner. If you didn't have certain hobbies and interests, that did pique the interest of other women. You wouldn't have had a partner if you didn't have money or shelter. You probably would not have gotten a partner. So that sometimes it does ensure men that could not get a partner. If if they both believe in monogamy, you can get a partner. But does it ensure that people that have a monogamous partner will not get cheated on? Now that's where we have a problem here, because if we look at the statistics. Too many people who say they practice monogamy actually do not. Many people who say they practice monogamy do not. We can just look in the church for you cherry pickers who said you claim that I'm taking things out of context. You look in a church home and there's plenty of pastors. There's plenty of church parishioners that cheat on their spouse within the damn church. Am I wrong or am I wrong? They do it all the time. I've been a part of churches where either the pastor or the parishioners have been cheating. As a matter of fact, one of, the command, one of the commandments is to not lust after your neighbor's wife and to not commit adultery. Has that stopped you cherry pickers? It has not. All of you guys that are t- telling me I'm cherry picking, you guys can't even follow two of the Ten Commandments. You probably couldn't even name all ten of them. Mr. I read the Bible all the way through. Can you name all 10 without pausing? Nope. So even if you say you practice monogamy, what you do practice is temporary sexual exclusivity. And many times this sexual exclusivity overlaps when people monkey branch or when people are looking to replace their partner. Oftentimes, there'll be a period of overlap at best. So the person might say, I never cheated on, just like in this story with um, Natasha and and the guy in the United Kingdom. The guy had a partner of 10 years. He left for the young woman, but during the leaving in the 10-day period, they say there was no sex. Well, there probably was some sex or some sexual touching or caressing on day number eight at best. And then by the time they got to day 10, they got the hell out of it, right? So in this lying to yourself, which people do, when they say they practice monogamy, they don't. Because what the Bible probably tried to insinuate or what culture tried to insinuate is that monogamy is for life. One partner selected or or brought to you by God for life, not for temporary pleasure, not when you're not happy. I'm not happy. Oh, I'm not happy. So I get another partner. I get to choose. Many of you guys know that in the Bible, am I cherry picking here, if a woman divorces their husband and he has not died, and she takes on another husband or another partner, she's committing adultery. Am I not lying? Mm. Is that in the Bible? Or am I lying? Am I cherry picking? Somebody pull up the scripture. If a woman divorces her husband, according to your faith, and she takes on another husband, she's committing adultery, and he's still alive, that's adultery. Oh, y'all don't want to hear it. I'm cherry-picking again. Hmm. Hmm. Where's my guy that said I'm cherry-picking? That is certainly in the Bible. Go look it up. But y'all, literally out here acting like you're practicing monogamy, and I say you're a liar. So let's look at the statistics. Let's look at the statistics related to this. You practice temporary sexual exclusivity. And then when you're not happy... I'm not happy <laughs> you find another partner. that's not monogamy. I'm sorry. that is not monogamy. That is temporary sexual exclusivity. That's what that is. and then you give yourself to another partner what's what's wrong here? What about cheating? It's said here that statistically somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, that means a quarter to maybe higher of people who are in relationships and marriages cheat on their spouse. Sexually. Right. And the numbers are fudgy because let me see here. I need to get these deleted here. Let's see here. The numbers are a little bit uh, fuzzy. Because here it is right here in general, men are more likely than women to cheat. They say somewhere near 20% of men and 13% of women reported that they've had sex with another person other than their spouse while married. So there goes monogamy right out the window right there. If people are 20%, which this number is double, go ahead and double the numbers. And the the fact that they're saying men cheat more than women, I mean, the numbers are relatively close. If you said I'll give you 20% or 13% of something, it's very relatively close. Okay, But even if you're participating in monogamous marriages, 20 to maybe 40% of people are cheating on each other. That's not monogamy. Many of these people claim to be religious. That's not monogamy. What are we doing here? Are we fooling ourselves? We're absolutely fooling ourselves. So with that being said, let's not even just look at that. Um, Oh, let's go to the cheating here, and I'm going to get to the next part. The uh, The cheating gender gap widens among older adults. But as we can see here, women will claim that men are the cheaters, but that's up until age 50. Up until age 50, the cheating is almost uh, uniform. It is almost along the same lines. As a matter of fact, during the early years of marriage, before the age of 30, women cheat more than men. This is self-explanatory. This is when she's at her most marketable. This is when she's trying to get the best option for herself. This is when she's her most attractive. So it makes sense. She's young, dumb, and having fun, of course. But if you look at this statistic sheet here, these are people who claim to be in monogamous marriages. Okay. But women cheat more than men, and it is slightly, but if we're using the terms of the, the 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 modern liberal media, they women cheat more at younger age, before the age of 30. And this is obvious too. Men don't have much to work with and build on. So they are more likely or inclined to have to let their partners cheat or too dumb to realize it's happening. Here it is here by the time 40 is reached, men then take the lead on the affairs, but it is slight, a slight lead. And then all the way up until age 50, it is almost still a slight lead for men, but women do increase their cheating as goes on. But again, we're fooling ourselves. Uh, we're we're still claiming that we're a monogamous culture, and we are not just based on this graph alone. Okay, now now it goes up as the man gets, gets more resources. And it does go up as the woman ages. But as she hits 60 and and above, it goes down for her. Obviously, her interest in sex or her ability to sell herself as a sexual asset decreases significantly. Although the man, his ability to find partners does increase because he probably has more resources. And he still maintains some sort of uh, sexual interest. And his sexual interest in his wife has decreased significantly from the ages of 50 and on. So he's more likely to step out between the ages of 40 and 50. It does go to a great peak. But again, we're fooling ourselves. These are the things that we don't want to talk about. And we want to act like we're a Puritan monogamous culture. And we want to laugh at people who uh, advocate for polygamy or polygyny or multiple, se- multiple sexual partners and whatnot. We do not practice this as a thing. We practice this as an ideology. And we claim to be um, of the Lord. And we're not. How about this? And we're cherry picking more things here. Are people mad that I did tell them that the adulterous women are committing adultery when they divorce their husbands and take on another spouse? Are you guys mad, or did I cherry pick? Let me go back up. Let me go back up. Did, are, are y'all mad that I cherry picked or not? Y'all still mad? Did somebody pull up the scripture? Yeah. See, y'all don't want to talk about that, huh? Maybe you did say something. I have no idea. How about this? Sexless marriages. Okay, so these are people who are in monogamous marriages. But they are sexless in their marriage. So not only is there affairs to look at in monogamy, there's also people who hold sex against their spouse. As a bargaining chip, as a negotiator, maybe they lose interest. People don't talk about this, but there is a high level of people who do this. Let me read some things to you here. Matthew 19 and 9, coach, thank you. I cherry-picked that. I cherry-picked that, right? Matthew 19 and 9, we'll go ahead and probably pull that up. Maybe we'll pull it up now since we're talking about it. Thank you for my Bible scholars out here. Let me see if I can pull this up. Here it is here. Let me see it. It says, and I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another commits adultery. Okay? And it says it here in various different ways. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, this is for the man, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman commits adultery. Okay? So this is for the man. There's another scripture, I'm sure. But there it is right there. In Mark 10 and 12, and if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. So let's go ahead and look that up. And we do this all the time in our culture. We do this all the time. Mark 10 and 12, uh, 10 verse 12. Wait a minute. Mark 10 verse 12. Here it is right here. Let's go ahead and pull it up for our people that say we're cherry picking, okay? And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery, it says it right here. In the NIV version. Everybody see that? Let me see if there's another translation. Let's see here. What does Mark 10 and 12 mean? And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. The ESV. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Here's the the King James version. And if a woman shall put her away her husband and be married to another, she committed adultery. All right, so we're done with them. We put them away. We them pack them up. <laughs> Somebody says, I didn't hear any cherry picking, coach. Hey, Amen. Oh, but that meant something else. That was in the New Testament, by the way. That was Matthew and Mark. Thank you. Mm. But y'all don't want to, y'all don't hear me, though. <laughs> oh, man, y'all don't hear me, though. So again, we don't practice monogamy as a a structure here. We practice something we call temporary uh, sexual exclusivity, and we change it to suit ourselves. Let me go ahead and read you some statistics here. According to researchers quoted by Newsweek magazine, married couples have sex on average of just 68 times per year or just slightly more than one time per week. Other researchers have put the number as closer to 58 times per year, slightly more than once per week. So there's 53 weeks in a year. Married couples are having sex one time, on average, one time per week. Now, people might say, people, uh, you might have a wife that says that's enough. Guys, if you're going to find that out after you marry her, she's not going to tell you that before she marries you. Before she marries you, she's going to what? This is what people do. They flood you with sex, flood you with adoration, flood you with intimacy. And then you marry and you find out two months, maybe six months, eight months later that she's going to tone it down. That's naturally going to happen. You're going to be left holding the bag. You're going to be left holding the bag. You're going to go, what? Where's all the sex? Well, it's not happening, which is then going to lead you to do what? Find another partner because you're one or both of you guys are not pleasing each other. And just so you're knowing. Just because they're not having sex with each other doesn't mean they're not having sex. That's obvious. They might not be having sex with each other, but they're having some sex. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? And a lot of people are tipping out of their relationship anywhere between 20 and 40%, if not just emotionally, physically, psychologically, and whatnot. So you guys literally are trying to approve to me that you're a monogamous, and I say you're lying. Let's read you some other statistics here. Married people under 30 are reporting to have sex 111 times per year. And it says the same source stated that married persons have only 6.9 more more sexual encounters every year than those who are not married or who have never been married. So if you are married, you're only having, on average, sex 6.9 times throughout a calendar year more than unmarried people. I don't know if this is an endorsement for monogamy. This is certainly not an endorsement. Many people, many men in the absence of marriage are not getting sex at all. And they sometimes will get with a partner to have intimacy only to find out there's no intimacy over time. This is a definitely a misleading way of monogamy, right? Of using monogamy to your advantage to get what you want, which is stability. Uh, protection. And then on the other end, the man's getting nothing out of it. He's getting nothing out of the deal. Some 15 to 20% of couples identify as having a sexless marriage. So 15 to 20% sexless marriage. You have 24 to 40% adultery. And you're telling me this is this is, this is is a good thing? You're telling me you're a monogamous person? I know Tia's in here. Is it Tia? Uh, uh, Tia's in here. Oh, I don't do that. Who cares what you don't do? We're talking about as a collective. If you care, if you care about society, we're talking about a collective. What is everybody doing? The fact is, everybody is lying to you. Everybody is not as they are saying they are. We got another scripture right here that we're going to cherry pick <laughs> three through five. It says right here, we're cherry picking some more. First Corinthians. Seven, three through five, the husband shall fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to the husband. The woman does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. This is in the Bible. And as a matter of fact, early on in the Bible, it does say as well they are as one. They come together, husband and wife come together as one. They are not separate. They come together as one in the flesh, meaning there's no separation. There's no, no, this is my body. No, you guys are one in the flesh. You share each other's body and you can't withhold it from each other. But y'all look over there, y'all look past that in y'all secular heathenish ways. And then you come over to my channel telling me I am of the synagogue of Satan. Now, not I, it sounds like you are. It says the wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband, in the same way the husband does not have authority over his own body but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent for a time for a time so that you may devote yourself to prayer. That's the only time time you devote uh, deprive your spouse of intimacy is when you're devoting yourself to prayer, then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Where y'all at on that one? Hmm. Oh, but in your secular ways, when you merge secular life with your spiritual life, you find out you're nothing but a pure hypocrite. But that's neither here nor there. Yes, we're convicting you today. I know you feel convicted. All right, but this is our duty. Somebody says you're a sinner just like the rest of us. And I know you're trying to use that against me, but I already said (laughs) I am the... Ye of, of is of the dark side. Ye is of the dark side. I've already admitted I'm a sinner, and I also read in the Bible. If you are, he says, uh, he says, uh what, what does it say? It says something like, uh, if you're uh says let the let the let those who have not sinned cast the first stone. Let those who have not sinned cast the first stone. Well, I'm a sinner,
1: <laughs>
0: and everyone's a sinner. According to the Bible, Mm. this is the dark side over here, sir. You got to remember, in order for me to embrace the dark side, I have to know what the Bible is. I got to know what the church is. And I've been. Of course, I can learn something new there, but probably not. (laughs) He who is without sin cast the first stone. Sorry, I messed that up. He is without sin, cast the first down. So you can't lay that I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. This is why you say the Lord's Prayer every day. This is why you go to your church every week. This is why you should be, if you're a practicer of the faith, you should be in that church more than you're in that Instagram. All right, but you're not. <laughs> you're not. you be out here sinning like crazy, and then you want to run back to the Lord on Sunday. We don't allow that over here. We don't allow that over here. If you are who you claim you are, we want you to walk in faith, not by sight. And we appreciate those who walk in their faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. That's what we do, and we appreciate the brothers and the sisters who do that. But we don't appreciate hypocrisy. We don't do that here. And we call you out on your hypocrisy. And we're not afraid to do so. (laughs) <laughs> but ye is of the dark, dark side over here. Just so you know, <laughs> he said, I'm just heckling you. All right. It's all good. But anybody, anybody that claims that this is an advantage to you and they don't walk and they don't believe in this right here. If a person says, yes, I am of one of the flesh with my husband and he can see no other woman and I can see no other man. But then you find out there's cheating, emotional cheating, physical cheating. You also find out there's withholding of intimacy in their marriage you find out that they are not being as intimate as they need to they're not being fruitful and multiplying they are a hypocrite and they do not practice monogamy just from just by withholding sex from their partner or saying that they have a headache or saying that they're on their period or they smell like a bag of onions
1: I haven't showered in 3 days and I smell like a bag of onions is any of this turning you off nothing
0: by definition they are non-monogamous by definition they are not living up to their monogamous role if they are of the divorced lifestyle and they take on another partner or another husband, they are committing adultery, according to your word. We, we call out the hypocrisy. All right. It doesn't work the same. And we didn't cherry pick a damn thing. So people don't know. And you ye are of the ignorant. ye are of the Mickey Mouse faith, which means you are of the things that you want to live by. And then you guys dispose of what you don't want to live by. And you live in hypocrisy. All right. We do not practice monogamy here. As a culture, we don't. There's a lot of BS going on here under the sun. So let's go through this. All right. I know people don't want to hear this. This Is right here. Uh, There's a chart that I want to show you. Let me see here. Let's go ahead and show you this chart. See this chart right here. Are you in a sexless marriage? A marriage is considered sexless if the couple is only having sex on average of once a month or less. Once a month or less. Guys, that can happen in marriages. 15 to 20% of marriages are sexless. That's not monogamous to me. That is not monogamy. But somebody will say a partner's cheating on them and they haven't even touched each other in three years. That's hypocrisy. Says 20 to 30% of men say that they have little to no sex drive. Well, looking at how we keep ourselves, how could you want sex from your partner? If, if you're a hypocrite if you say I'm your partner exclusive uh, exclusively, but I present myself like a bag of onions.
1: I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? nothing
0: Similarly, 30 to 50 percent of women say that they have little to no sex drive. that is is the result of you know what that's a result of That's the bait and switch. okay I got what I wanted out of the deal now I'm not I have no duty to perform. Now, if I was over the church, I would say, ladies and gentlemen, I could care less if you're interested. Your job is to do this. This is what makes the marriage a marriage. If you want to have a sexist marriage, you don't have a marriage. That's not monogamy. That's called auto, that's called, uh. that's called auto, it, what is it called? <laughs> you like when you're not sexual. Asexual. You're just asexual. You're asexual. You're not sexual. And even then, they give you a little bit of room here. They say, well, at least once a month, that would be on average of 12, 10 to 12 times to even escape sexual uh, uh, not sexist marriage. And they still can't cover it. <laughs> mm. You can't even cover once a month. Most married couples aren't even covering once a month. This is how miserable marriages are. These people are in your churches. These people are your politicians. Don't get me started on the politicians. Okay. This is the hypocrisy that we're living in. The numbers are way too high for you to suggest that monogamy is working. It does not. The numbers are way too high for me to suggest, for you to suggest, that you're even trying to practice monogamy. If you're divorced, you're not. By definition, you're not. Man or female, you're not. You, there's, you haven't even done, come close to monogamy. You have multiple partners temporarily. By looking at the definition statistically of relationships and how much they fail and how many people serial date and how many people jump in and out of relationships, there's no way that's monogamy. Just because you're sleeping with someone temporarily and you didn't cheat on them, that's not monogamy. That's not the biblical definition of it. Not even close. All right. With that being said, people want to cast me in a negative light because as it, as if I'm a heathen, but you're just as much of a heathen and a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just a heathen, mm. and I actually look upon myself as a shining light and a beacon to the world because I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just a pure, out, unadulterated heathen out <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'd rather be a heathen than a heathen and a hypocrite. Shout out to everybody who needed this message today. Last point of this is the pros and cons of monogamy. Now, there are some pros to monogamy. There definitely are some advantages to it. Let's go ahead and look at it. First of all, if ye are of the faith, it's a it's a it's a definitely a, a positive. If, if you want to walk by faith and not by sight, this is a great thing. If you do want to live by the laws of the Lord, you are doing right. That is an advantage. You can walk in good spirituality. You can walk. And, and know that you are not a sinner by the person who has been ordained over your life, sure. That's a great advantage, and you will have to be able to live freely knowing that you and your partner are spiritually and sexually attached, and neither one of you are going anywhere. However, that does not represent a great amount of people. That is a low amount of people. Matter of fact, if you've had marriage, if you had intercourse before marriage, isn't there a scripture related to that? Am I wait? Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Am I going to cherry pick? Isn't there a scripture that says you're a sinner if you've had it? somebody give me the scripture. <laughs> you bring in multiple partners and claim and get married in the church with a white mm. I cannot stand. Hypocrites. You come over and you judge me. And then you're sitting over here living in sin. Judge not, least ye be judged. Doesn't it say that too? <laughs> Where's the scripture? Ay, ay, ay. Lolo Jones is not one. I know people are mad at me because I do more convic- I'm more convicting you more than your pastor's been convicting you. Let me see here. Oh, boy, there's too much, man. This Bible is just laced. Here's Exodus 22 and 16. If a man seduces a virgin who is not pledged to be married and sleeps with her, he must pay the bride price and she shall be his wife. Yeah. Y'all not ready. Are y'all ready for this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There it is. If a man entices a maid that he is not betrothed and lies and lies with her, he shall endow her to be his wife. Mm. Man, this is too much. This is too much for you guys. But you guys want to tell me that I'm over here, as, I'm the sinner. You want to judge me. Judge judge not, lest ye be judged. That's what it said. So don't come over here and judge me because I like feet in the junior college. Let's give you this uh, here, another things of uh, benefit of monogamy here. Advantage, STDs less. Uh, this is probably going to go soon. Although monkeypox is going crazy right now. Monkeypox be going nuts right now. And allegedly, monkeypox is uh, going crazy on men who lie with other men. I don't know if that is in the Bible either, but that's neither here or there. Sometimes you cannot judge those who are protected. But this is true. You go look it up yourself. Advantage, intimacy. Intimacy means having a deeper personal connection with someone. One advantage of monogamy is that it fosters emotional intimacy, supporting two people in developing a strong affectionate relationship in a monogamous relationship, not a temporary monogamous. In a true monogamous relationship, most people um, expect. The search for a partner to be over, building a solid, intimate relationship that will stand the test of time. Now, we know we don't have this intimacy in our country. We are constantly looking for the next available partner. We are constantly looking for other partners within the context of our marriage. So people are uh, doing this temporarily, probably within the first six months to two years. After that, it drops precipitously. And people aren't practicing this. They're using their partner to leverage other partners, a.k.a. monkey branching. Uh, Leviticus. I know you're looking up my search bar, but it is what it is. It says here, Leviticus 18 and 22 is prohibited to women here. There's going to be interpretations of this, of course. The law of Leviticus. It says here is uh prohibited to lie on the bed of a woman having sex with her man. The law prohibits, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I oh okay, yeah. You know, it, it's a Skittles. One. <laughs> you know, some people can't be criticized and judged. Anyway, he was talking about monkeypox. With that being said. The other advantages of monogamy here, wait a minute, where did it go? Did I lose the page? I didn't lose the page. Oh, here it is. Do I have it up? There it is. Disadvantages of of monogamy, reduced variety. As they say, variety is the spice of life. People get bored and uh, disinterested through routine, sex, predictability. Uh, They get comfortable with each other. People stop trying. This is a great disadvantage of the whole thing about monogamy. I realize this, and I take great precautions to not be disadvantaged by monogamy many times. And I don't feel convicted by it because I do walk on the dark side. So if I've accepted my fate. With that being said, I like variety, and I will do my best to achieve variety in a safe and safe manner. All right, so I do not run off the streets, but I do do. not get bored. I've been married for 10 years, and I was extremely bored sexually. With that being said, people don't try. They'd be trying to kiss you with a stinking breath. Dudes don't try. People get out of shape, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it says monogamous couples often have to work harder at variety than non-monogamous couples. So then people start sitting and dressing up and role-playing and experimenting. Some people cannot experiment because they're vanilla and therefore then they try to tempt their tummy with the taste of nuts and honey. All right, but people think that just because you're, you're, uh, you're, you're married that you can roll over smelling like a bag of onions and then try to kiss me with your stinking breath. No, I thought you loved me. No, no, no. You can't put your hot Cheeto breath on me. You got to make an effort. People stop making efforts in their relationship only to make great efforts for their bosses and to entertain other men on Instagram, Facebook, and on Girls' Nights Out. And then vice versa for men, when they experience these droughts in their monogamous relationships, they start trying to get in shape, and then as they get older, they start going to the junior college. These are things that monogamous people do all the time, all the time. And if we looked at emotional relationships, I would venture to say 80% of monogamous relationships have cheated on the level of emotional affairs 80 who wants to debate me on that 80 percent of monogamous relationships have cheated on an emotionally affair they stepped outside of their marriage in a way that if the other partner found out it would probably be curtains for the marriage but people do this and they say they're monogamous work husbands Play cousins, homies that I went to school with, my homegirl, she was my play cousin. She's just the girl I work with. We travel together. You don't have to worry about him. Personal trainer. I mean, we do this. It's ridiculous. And you guys want to come over here guilting me for openly living a non-monogamous lifestyle. I don't embrace it. I've tried it. I've tried it for a few moments in my life. It don't work for me, so I'll find a safe way to do it instead of fooling myself or being a hypocrite. How about this one? Jealousy. Now, this is a big one. This is a big disadvantage of monogamy. Here it is right here. Jealousy can be a factor in any type of relationship, monogamous or not. However, jealousy in monogamous relationships is often more of a product of imagination or fear of what might happen than the reality. Doesn't mean, doesn't just because someone fears it, And it's not real doesn't mean it doesn't manifest itself in the presence of the relationship. It's still going to be there. Just like in the previous story, the wife got jealous. And what happened? These two claim it pushed them together. The jealousy created naturally because another partner was present, pushed them together in their mind. So jealousy is not healthy, but it is a product of monogamy. In non-monogamous relationships, jealousy can be a very real threat. So just, and in the Bible, it does predict this as well. At the same time, some individuals may choose monogamy because of the tendency to become jealous or choose not to be monogamous because of their uh, non-jealous nature. So again, here it is right here. Some people know that they're jealous personalities and they think monogamy is going to bail them out, but it only makes them more jealous. It only makes them more jealous. Right, It only makes them think about their partner cheating. (laughs) What in the hell? All right. (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah, he's just a friend. Or don't worry about him. Yeah, all of these things that we do. But these are the things that we have to uh, think about when you're pursuing the lifestyle that you want to live. And the one way you break out of this first is say, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not comfortable with. And don't let other people judge you because the people who are more like, more than likely judging you are fully participating in some hypocrite form of monogamy. Okay. They're participating in some for the hip form of hypocrite version of monogamy. Trust me, they are. Just because they say they go to church doesn't mean they're not participating in cheating, affairs, sexist marriage, or they're not withholding the standards of their, their Lord and Savior. And then it does then manifest into other reckless behaviors. We've seen pastors fully choke themselves out, be found hanging in a closet because they're addicted to some sort of uh some sort of off the, you know, off the standard sexual activity. They got a full mask on, gas mask, they hang themselves or they participate and lie down with other men. You find out your church pastor's doing something like that, Bishop Eddie Long allegedly. But then you come over and judge me, right? You come over and judge me, and this is happening way too much in our society. So anyway, let's get to the chats. So look, walk walk in the faith that you want to faith, but try not to judge other people, all right? I try not to judge you guys, you heathens out there. <laughs> but if you try to use your, your spirituality to convict me, I will throw it back on you quickly. I will throw it back. I will volley it back like Anna Kornikova on a weak-ass serve, all right? Do not do that to me, all right? I will pull out your Bible and show you you are a heathen and a sinner, (laughs) all right? before I will convict you to be a sinner before you can convict me. Do not try to use that against me because I've been way too trained to know where it's coming from. It's coming from the fact that you're projecting onto me a lifestyle that you wish you lived. But you came from an upbringing that makes you be out here walking falsely and walking in hypocrisy. <laughs> Man, people be mad as hell at me. This is why they slow my streams down. Because you mad and you're convicted right now. You need to go in there. You need to go in there and find your priest and you need to walk in there and you need to tell them you're a heathen. That's what they do when you sit in there in confession. That's why you confess. You confess your sins. You need to confess. (laughs) All right, so anyway. And it's secret. You don't have to confess to me. All right, but you shall confess that you're a sinner. Boy, they ain't going to like me anymore. Who in here? All right, we got PayPal in the building. Shout out to PayPal. Travis, oh, I can't say government names. He says at the end of the show, oh, uh, that that was, um okay, we're going to talk about that later, Travis. Sorry, I did get your PayPal already. So maybe we'll talk about that today. And we also have Billy the Kid, who uh I, I'm all caught up on PayPal, obviously. All right, so we're going to go over to Bryant. Thomas Thompson, he says, behind on the stream, but Gary is beta. All right, that's the guy who was the the poor guy that was going to get his Russian bride. All right, just sad. All right, Mikhail Smith says, tip for the coach. Thank you, sir. Uh, Curb says, stop bringing biblical. (laughs) Stop bringing the Bible. All right, y'all didn't know y'all was going to church today. Y'all didn't know y'all was going to church. But I often have to get the people first, get those people first, because they do I mean, I've been around the church so long. They do love to judge. And they will come judge my life and say, hey, you're a heathen. I say, you are too. And then we can end that discussion. If you say you're not, then you are not living and walking in your faith because you have to first admit you are a heathen. And you are sinned against the Lord. That's <laughs> not. Somebody says super chats are not showing up. They don't want super chats over here. They don't want it. You know, I've getting too many complaints because I really tell people how it is. I really tell people how it is and they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we all fall short of the glory of the God. It is all it's okay. All right. Higher image status says, Do you stream live on any other platforms? Nope, just the members, just the members platforms on locals. Coach Uh Simon Small, who needs church? When we have the gospel of the free agent lifestyle, it is here. It is here. My mother once told me that I will lead a congregation of people. She just didn't realize it was on the dark side. But fear not, madre. Fear not, mi madre. I know and I've listened and I've consumed and I've learned by osmosis some of the things the Lord has said. So it was of great benefit that you you let me Uh, that you let me into the church so I could provide preside over my congregation and explain to them that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All right. That was a great benefit. All right. But you know, I'm one of the wise people that can take these things and tell everybody uh, that uh, they're not walking in their faith either. It's okay. (laughs) Where are we at? And I don't judge you for that. Just don't judge me. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you AIX. I can't pronounce that. He says, FireStream today, hits the nail on the head. Who's in disagreement with me? You often do live in silence when you disagree with me. You guys love to watch. I'm not sure. Hit the like button. But there are a lot of people who disagree with me and they do not say anything. Are you waiting for me to do a call-in show? What are you doing? What are you waiting on? I know you watch me. I know you're in disagreement. Please tell me your disagreements. Uh, but it must make sense, by the way. You can't say I'm bitter and hurt or any of these things. Man, I'm, I, I'm too knowledgeable to deal with those things. All right, I am not coming from that spirit. I'm coming from a spirit of I'm making good judgments about my life based on everything that I've been, uh, been presented. And I've been presented with your side already. Just because you're Mickey Mouse doesn't mean I have to go back down to your level. Just because you're stuck in the fifth grade doesn't mean I have to be. I know you want to, I know you want to try to prove me wrong, but you can't. Because you're gonna say I'm ignorant about this. No, I'm not. I already told you I know about this stuff. All right. So I've made a judgment against that. But you, on the other hand, have not been exposed too much, or you're afraid to admit that I'm true, that I'm right and exact. All right, shout out to Harold Lagurly says Turbo, get him. We in turbo mode. I'm writing exact. You, you just, <laughs> you just sitting over here and haven't been exposed too much, or you're walking in imp- ignorance. You're walking with blinders on. You don't see. So when I tell you something exists, you just say, "Well, I don't see it." Whose fault is that? Mine or yours? <laughs> I mean, everybody has their perspective, but just because you say you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Well, I don't cheat. Am I talking about you? I know you're looking at me solo. You're watching me by yourself. So when I say things, you say, well, I don't do it. So what? I don't care that you don't do it. I'm not talking about you. But guaranteed, you know somebody exactly that fits everything that I'm talking about. But still, in your ignorance, blinders, I don't do it is your disagreement. Who cares? Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't do it. You got five friends that I know that, you know, that does exactly what I'm talking about. Yet your disagreement is, well, I don't do it. (laughs) They want to do a call in show. This is the American way. Well, it don't affect me. NIMBY, not in my backyard. As long as it's not in your backyard, it don't exist. As long as it doesn't affect you, it don't exist. I'm talking to a community of people. I'm talking to people worldwide and nationwide that these things are experiencing. Well, I don't see no Ukrainian women here. 100,000 are going to be here in a year. Four million are going to go to all of the European countries. And you're going to say, well, I wouldn't do it. That's your defense. Shout out to Mickey Mouse. Shout out to Todd C for the Daily Scripture we are in here today, letting you guys know. Mr. Aaron T., he says, most European men are RP'd. We have to be. Shout out to the European men. And uh, you guys seeing your women leave you, but is that is that a bad deal? The reason why most European, Eastern European men are uh, somewhat awake and aware is that they don't deal with milk, Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? They don't have Mickey Mouse presiding over them. You have Mickey Mouse presiding over them. you guys let and share Mickey Mouse with your kids, and you run off to go to your careers, and Mickey Mouse runs their lives.:
2: So I could focus on my career.
0: But over there, they have the reality. They literally grow up in war-torn areas. They grow up with not a lot of stability. They grow up, grow up maybe in corrupt nations. They have reality over there. And reality does reveal nature faster. Than mythology does mythology, which you guys are living under. You guys live under myths. You guys will never see reality as long as you believe in the myth. Right? So we we have stability. We're the greatest country of all time. That's what you think. Meanwhile, we're the enemy of all. Everybody hates us. Why do they hate us? (laughs) Right? Everybody hates us. As, as, as the lifestyle we live over here. You guys, to you, there's nobody that's poor. If they're poor, it's somebody else's fault. That's your mythology. It can't be their fault. Can't be they're a drug addict. Can't be that they're a heathen. Can't be that they're mentally unstable. Can't be, can't be that they shot themselves in the foot 15 and 20 times. I know, man. I need to find a channel where I can just come in and lie. And I'll have a million subscribers. But our country has been pretty much safeguarded against everybody. And that's what gives you the false sense of security that you have. But in your backyard, there's a lot of people that have lost everything and you completely ignore them. And you say, well, I don't see it. It ain't happening to me, so I don't care. That's how we live in America. But in Eastern Europe, they have they have the reality. Oh, you know what else about this Eastern European thing that boggles my mind? Because I read some of these people. I read some of these people's comments under certain posts that now YouTube says we can't talk about. But I'm reading their posts and something will happen over there in the war torn areas. And the, there's people in there, why is this happening? I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe these people would do this to these people. And I'm literally sitting there going, how long have you guys been alive? How long have you guys, ever, did you take a history class? I mean, I had to take European history in, in the 10th grade. What? Ha, where have you been? And this is what gives me less faith than the American people. Because, Little do you know, these people have been doing this for centuries to each other. I'm like, where have you been? Like, were you born in 19? Were you born in 2002? These people have been doing this to each other since the beginning of the damn time. They were the original barbarians. <laughs> like, what do you these poor white people. But then when we go over there and blast dark brown people and light brown people, nothing. Why are they doing this to these European natri- nations? Europe is just so nice and you can go visit there. Man, they've been fighting and committing genocide on each other since you can ever been remembered. The books don't even record it. The, they've been doing this for a minute. But people act surprised. I'm like... I'm completely baffled by it I' I'm, I'm, I'm like I, I'm literally shocked I'm literally shocked at the the ignorance of again, I've been telling you I'm not impressed with Americans because these people are like, what? why would they do such a thing and it's legitimately you can see exactly why you would do it I mean <laughs> and they not only that, they've been doing it forever. Where are we at? And the only time they weren't doing it was between, ni- I can't even say 1985, because if you've been following Yugoslavia, if you've been following any of those countries, they've been in disrepair and repair since the, the damn mid-80s. But you somehow forgot that. They've been at each other's neck since the beginning. Anybody in the damn Mediterranean Sea been at each other's neck since the Bible times and before that? Mesopotamia, they've been at each other's neck, bro. They still at each other's neck. <laughs> I mean, right now, we spend millions of dollars, if not billions, to protect one small region over there that they've been at, at they've been at each other's neck for that small region for thousands and thousands of years. But we walk over here in the new world and we act like, what's going on? I I swear, man, the the, the people, I don't know what to tell you. What you guys are, are, are we this dumb? I really, I literally think we are. And I don't mean to judge you, but I'm going, what class have you ever been to? Have you, did you pay attention at all? No. That's what type of, we can't even have the conversation. And then if somebody supports one side over the other, which people do in more times, then you censor the one side. Oh, you're just supporting. And then completely uphold the other side. Like, where were you in propaganda class? Anybody? Like, am I this? Mm. So <laughs> you can literally shut down one side of the argument and then let the other side of the argument run free and run wild like Hulkamania. And you don't think anything of that. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't, sound the alarm bells you're not going well that's funny you know why I, don't get me started let's get this show i could tell who passed and failed school i didn't even do well in school but i knew all of this stuff i know all of this stuff you guys are really really unbelievable i know i'm not perfect but god This is basic 101. And I mean, this is basically, I don't know. Shout out to Bobby Bow, Bobby Bowden, Bobby Bowman. Sorry. We just need to accept the ignorance of them. Yeah, I know. I get I guess that's what it is, but they will call me ignorant all left and right. I mean, it is what it is. Shout out to seven. Shout out to you. She says, showing my love and support, I believe. I will not assume, <laughs> but there's a heart there. That's why I assumed. All right. John uh, Juan a free agent church in session, free agent lifestyle for life. People don't want to be free though. People don't want to be free. I mean, you sign up for slavery every single day. I mean, you basically, I always, I always talked about it as we love to imprison ourselves, right? So we'll live in these boxes. That's why in chapter three of the free agent lifestyle, I says, you got, don't box yourself in. But we box ourselves in all the time and we claim to be free, right? We finance everything. We live by the rules of the bank, uh, which I'm sure the Bible is some somebody has told you not to live by those rules. I'm sure Christ himself did bust up in the temple of the people who were just uh, somebody explained the story, but he did go in there and destroy temples. But you guys live by these rules and books, and then you get mad and call them predatory lenders. No, you were greedy. That's what it was. You were greedy and you wanted to do what? Put yourself in a box and protect yourself and shelter yourself away from things. You wanted to live a dream that you could not afford and you imprisoned yourself. It's your fault. Mm. Shout out to ifotable. Ifotable. Shout out to my brother. He says, watch the film. Greenleaf exposes cheating pastors. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. <laughs> he said don't say too much. I know I'm saying way too much. I need to chill. Who wants who wants comfortable lies? This channel needs to go forward. Uh for me to have a future here, I'm going to need to sell comfortable lies. I just can't lie. I just don't have that ability to do so uh and protect you from yourself. I'm oftentimes trying to get you to be awake and aware. Don't I'm I'm trying to get you to figure out how to not shoot yourself in the foot but I don't think you guys can do that you guys always want to do it and everything will be okay and these people okay I don't know what to tell you I mean this is kind of how I live life but uh people have lived this life before and been crucified with the best of them and then you get rid of the talker you get rid of the message or the messenger and then you go back to <sighs> comfortable lies tell me lies tell me sweet little lies you guys get your little you guys have your little things. You have yourself and your personal greed. And then you cast judgments on everybody else when they don't lie. <laughs> oh, man. All right, look, you know what we're going to do going forward? We're just going to tell lies. It's, we'll lighten up the mood. We're lighting up the mood. We'll tell you everything's okay. We'll tell you that these people are the bad guys. These people are the good guys. Everything is going to be good. Uh, we'll live in Pleasantville. The new channel will be Pleasantville. And we're going to take you to Pleasantville. Everything will be in black and white. I'll have my kids here in sweater vests and cardigan sweaters. And we'll have our puppy. And um, we'll have our house, our our three, our two-bedroom ranch house. I'll have my wife. We'll sleep in separate bedrooms. We'll kiss each other. Hi, honey. Everything okay? We'll read the newspaper. Oh, my goodness. They're telling us all the truth. I'll show you a wife. And she'll be in her cardigan sweater in her flats, in her miniskirt, just below the knee. And we'll say we love each other and we're monogamous. I'll even have a black wife just to show you black love. I'll, I'll show you that lie too. I mean, we'll go to church and we'll come out. We'll feed the homeless. We'll give the homeless a dollar a piece. Everywhere we go, you'll see me handing out bills. Everything's fine over here. No more junior college girls. They don't exist. They don't exist. I'm going to put blinders on. They literally don't exist. All the thoughts and the skis. There's no Instagram, no social media anymore. We're not going to complain about anything. I'm only going to talk about the married people and all the unmarried people are heathens. I'm not going to gamble. Leave it to Gregory. No gambling, no vices, no drugs, no alcohol, no Red Bull, no cocaine. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to make this channel. I have to do it because this is the only way that I'll get any run here. Yep, no Porsche, no more Porsche 911. We're going mega van, mommy van. My wife will drive a mommy van. She'll be a stay-at-home mom, and she'll have a career. She'll have it all. She'll make more money than me and we will still have the hot happiest marriage. She'll make more money than me. I'll be an auto mechanic, and she'll make more money than me. She'll be taller than me. She'll be prettier than me. I'll be broke ninja, and I'll have the perfect life. (laughs) Hotep Disney. Hotep Disney. That's where we're going to live. We'll be monogamous. I'll never look at another woman in my life. She'll never look at another man. Dude, we got to pull this off. I'll wear a suit. Hi, honey. I'm going to work fixing cars in my suit walk to work with my lunch pail. Hi, everyone. Boy, me and my wife had fellatio last night. We, we No, we didn't. We slept in separate beds, and I love my marriage, and I love my wife. I'm going to fix cars now, change into my uniform like Mr. Rogers. Dun, 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 dun. Change into my uniform, take my tie off, all oh, happy. Oh, boy, everything's happy. There's no war. The economy's great. All my investments are up. I'm going to pull up my investments on my phone, and all the arrows are going to be up and green. <laughs> my bank account's going to be full. My cryptocurrency's going to have a million do- a million dollars in it. I'll walk by, smell flowers. Oh, wow. My dog doesn't poop. I don't have to pick up poop from my dog. You'll never see that. My dog will come with his tail wagging, licking me. My kids will be carrying ice cream cones. That's what you guys want to see, don't you? <laughs> That's exactly what you you guys will watch that by like crazy. Yeah, we're gonna do that, man. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> the economy's great. No bombs over Baghdad, nothing. My wife will have pretty feet, but a couple of corns on the top. Man, let's do that show. We're going to do that show. I bet you I'll get a lot of views, right? No, y'all won't do it because y'all be coming in hating on me. He can't have that good of a life. But we're going to do it. We're going to do Pleasantville. We're going to call it the Greg, Mr. Greg song. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. All my white neighbors will be happy I'm there. Oh, wow, that Negro's doing better than us. Wow, life's good. It's good to see black people doing better than us. They'll be happy that I'm here. All right, they'll play with my kids in the sandbox. Nobody will tell them they're different. (laughs) Oh, man, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Sunday morning. I'm sorry, Saturday morning. I'm sitting in slacks, button-up T-shirt. Oh, no tie today, honey. She brings a sandwich to me. Thank you, honey. Thank you for taking your day off of work in your career to make me a ham sandwich. I'm going to eat ham. Oh, man, it's going to be great. That's what you guys want, don't you? Well, that's what that's what you're going to get. And I don't want no haters in here. Hey, ladies, if you want to apply for this job, let me know. If you want to be my on-screen wife and my on-screen children, let me know. What we're going to do is we're going to have mixed kids, but we're going to be two black couples. Or we're going to be a black couple with two racially ambiguous kids. There's no monkey pox, nothing. Shout out to David. Thank you for the tuition for the feet. All right, in here, we love the feet in here. Peter Boyer, appreciate you for being here. Sorry for the government names. We're also, she'll walk around barefoot, too. And she won't take pills to make it through the day. <laughs> All right, that's what we're going to do, man. Yeah, man, it won't be no horror film. This is going to be great. This is going to be, oh, where's my girl, Tia? Where's Tia? She's in here. You're going to be my on-screen wife. I'm going to have a career. She'll have a career, and the kids won't be overweight. They won't be addicted to video games and medication. Anyway. (laughs) And then at some point at the end of the episode, it goes back to color, and then reality hits. You're in the scene in Back to the Future 2 where he's in the parallel 1984, and he comes back, and it's like, they do a drive-by shooting on him. At the end of every, every episode, we come back to reality. After we're all dumb and we're going to go, what's happening here? And it'll be like, world, world order. I'll walk into my door after work. I'll be in Timberland boots and a Yankee fitted cock. I'll walk into my bedroom, my marital bedroom, and it'll smell like Bidussi. I'll see my wife face down, tail up. Demetrius and Dexter going to town, pound town on her. What's going on? That'll be the end of every episode. (laughs) People with rainbow flags and and all my neighbors got rainbow flags. What's going on? And the Black Lives Matter fist flag, I'm going to be like. "Mm." That's what, you know what? We got to pull this off. (laughs) We got to pull this off. Look, let's get up out of here, man. Thank you for the contributors to the show. I owe somebody a refund, I believe. Uh, yes, we're going to handle that business. Thank you for the contributors. We got to be out of here. We got to be out of here. Shout out to the coach Game Peace.